What up, friends? Welcome to the week 11 edition of Feinbolt. I am your host, Jeffrey Feinbolt, talking all things in the world of Chargers football. And another week where I guess us Charger fans feel a little beaten down. We'll get into all of that. The Steelers in prime time Sunday night. That's the optimal spot on the NFL calendar. Uh, we will get into all of that in the show. My thoughts, Coach Staley, maybe feeling a little worn down for the first time in that Sunday postgame presser. He looked more weathered than I'd ever seen him. Visually looked weathered before. And I ain't talking about playing a cold game in December in the Northeast and your face looks, you know, red. I'm not talking about that. He just looked more beaten down. I didn't get a chance to see Monday. I could only sort of read some Twitter notes from some beat reporters because I'm not privileged and the team is, how do I put this? They don't give a shit about me, nor should they. That's the reality. But I care way too much about them. And I'll tell you all my thoughts right here, right now on Mail Media Network. Go check out the Week 11 Spread Pick show that I did with uh, Pat and Tim. How do I put this? Well, it was a pretty, I think it was a great show. Any, I'm very hard on our shows. And anytime I tell my wife we did a good show, probably means it was a great show. I'm sure we'll get upended by what's going to drop later this week with Pat, Cam, and Pozzola, because that's the best show on Mayo Media Network. Don't miss either of them each week. Uh, thank you for supporting this one. Let's get into it. Jeez, uh, here we are again. Here we are again. Starting to feel as we all sort of were on the how do the realization that this team can only go as far it feels like as Justin Herbert's going to take them. And well, Justin Herbert didn't play very well last week, and hence the result. Strangely enough, I don't think the defense played horribly outside of third and long and second and long, which they were absolutely abysmal. And that was so disheartening. Because I want to say, and I agree with Coach in his comments, that it felt like for the first time we were getting some tackles for loss. We were creating holding penalties, which we hadn't been getting in the last handful of weeks. But every time we made a good play, we couldn't get off the field on third down. It seemed like a full game shadow of, uh, of, of Tavon Campbell on Justin Jefferson, an epic miscalculation. Granted, totally depleted on the back end last week it's good that we'll probably have michael davis back but i don't i don't know i'm not going to pretend to know more than this coach but but they didn't adjust that and that that cost us pretty much till the very end and i'm a big tc guy anyone that makes the nfl from the cfl i support you let alone make the nfl from the cfl and chargers punter Tai long Good old uh, Davey Sanchez even going back. So uh, Ronnie Jenkins, you guys, buddy, I'm going way back to Chargers from the CFL. Not way back, but way back for me. Little Calgary uh, Stampeders kick returner. And he returned to a touchdown to the house. It was like first or second game as a Charger. Called him lightning in a bottle. I feel like I took that fantasy name. Now we're probably going back like 20 years. 20 years. Anyhow, a guy from the CFL can play a role on your team and can and grow in, into a bigger role. They can't do is cover all pro wide receivers. 
It's what they can't do. Can't even be mad. Like, I don't know. The guy's putting in an impossible spot and he failed. Shock. But really, really disheartening how the defense played in, in those and long situations. Excited that they were able to get them into the and long situations. Overall, big picture, though. People would probably be surprised that the Chargers overall defense ranks higher than you would think. We're right in the middle of the pack of the league. And so that obviously means something on the pass is going well. That being said, near the absolute bottom in both uh, in rushing defense, which has been abysmal and a little bit better, but near the bottom in third down defense. And third and long, geez, I don't, we're not, I mean, me and coach, we're in a great place. So let's not overreact to anything I'm going to say here. But it's frustrating when, when we struggle on offense and you reference how hard it is to be successful in distances and downs that are obvious pass, obvious pass but we can't put the same pressure on teams when they're an obvious pass. Do you know what I'm saying? Coach people. If you watch the press conferences, you'll know what I'm talking about in that regard, you know, and it's one of the reasons I think they like to do the most annoying second and 10 runs, which is they want to, have any situation to stay out of what is perceived as obvious pass on third down. So I'm talking about from the Chargers offense perspective, but there's a bit of hypocrisy when matched up with how he speaks about our offense and when they can't succeed in third and long. So yeah, there's that, but don't worry. We're not, I'm not looking for lookalikes yet. I'm not looking for lookalikes yet. And the coach deserves a chance to implement his own philosophy and acquire the personnel over a season, season and a half, certainly this offseason, to implement the philosophies he wants to run. It doesn't help, not an excuse, just a reality, that the Chargers have played seven of the top ten offenses in the National Football League through nine games. Played nine games. Played seven of the top offenses on a defense that has problems. And they've been pretty much ultra competitive in all of them except for a good old spanking in 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 baltimore and i don't i mean the defense wasn't competitive versus cleveland but the game certainly was and thankfully the chargers won that game thankfully justin can be a hero we got to get back to that because this is a pivotal this is a pivotal stretch of football right now i am i am fully expecting to beat the pittsburgh steelers I am fully expecting to follow that up with a win against the Denver Broncos the week after. The math on that gets us to eight and five. Right? Six, no, five and four. Seven and four. Sorry, adding games. Seven and four. The math on that gets us to seven and four. Wow, that was embarrassing. I, sorry, I thought we were six and five in my head for a moment, but we're five and four. Um, the math on that gets us to seven and four, at which point that sets up games versus the Bengals and the Giants, which leads into what I'm hoping is an important game versus the Kansas City Chiefs. 
by the time we get there. <coughs> Just going through my notes. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll flip these topics. Do the Chargers suck? No, the Chargers don't suck. There are teams in the league that do suck, and the Chargers aren't one of them. Because as I've mentioned, they've played really good teams and they've been ultra competitive in 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 eight of the nine games. They've been ultra competitive, and and they've won five of them of the nine. I would say right now, though, the Chargers at this moment would probably notch up, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. The Chargers at this moment would probably match up with where most people thought they would be through nine games record wise. That makes sense. Um, but clearly since being four and one, it's been a disappointment. So since the end of, of the middle of October, it's been a disappointment since August, it's probably right where you thought they should be. I guess, you know, that's a way of looking at it. That being said, they're, they're a half game out of first place in their division. I don't think people anticipated them being in a division race. You could probably think they, they're, they have no chance in that. That's fine. That is what it is. But in a scenario where they beat Pittsburgh this week, plausible, point spread plausible as well, expected, I should say, and Dallas beats Kansas City should be amazing football. Woo! Can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. Um, then they're tied again. And the Chargers probably have an easier schedule coming home. But I'm not expecting to hold off Kansas City. And I want to say, I think that the Chiefs, like the kingdoms come for blood for some people that were pretty cruel. The only person I was cruel to was Mahomes' brother. And I still will say deservedly so. I was never for a moment stopped being fearful of the Chiefs. And that's just documented through everything I said. And the team that wins the Super Bowl doesn't play their best football in September, October, and probably doesn't even play their best football in November. The best, the team that wins the Super Bowl hasn't even played their best football yet. I'm, I, I believe that. I believe that. So someone's going to peak here. Someone's going to peak. You had to pick a team to peak. You know, they never need an amazing defense. Like why, you know, Chiefs as good as any to peak. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that is, that's a big part of it. That's a big part of it. And that Steeler game, Sunday night football, I love Sunday night football is the best spot for your favorite team to play in the week. It just absolutely is. It is the preeminent game of the week. The broadcast is first class. Everything about it. Monday night football has what's funny. Monday night football is now morphed into what Sunday night kind of was when I was really young. Like a nice game, a good game, a, a national game with a great production. But Monday night used to have the powerhouse games. I'm not even making these like this is just all obvious. This is just they're not even. But it's felt like there's been a clear shift in power, and obviously that probably went to when Michaels and 
and um and Madden went over there uh to do the Sunday nights and and part of it probably goes to their ability to do those late season flex um situations and part of it probably goes to Monday night really having trouble with their crews and and whatnot but Monday night's just like the cherry you know uh Sunday night's usually the the, the top dog so that's great I'm excited for that I think it's been a while since we've been on Sunday night I'm pretty sure, actually, as Pat reminded me, I think it was a home loss to Duck Hodges versus Steelers on a Sunday night a couple years ago in the soccer stadium. And I expect a huge Steeler crowd. So I'd go to Charger games versus the Steelers in San Diego as a kid. I went to a great Sunday night there. Oh, Jamal Williams was a beast that night. Rivers to Gates. Oh, Powder Blues. Oh, that was one of my great attending a Charger game memories of my life. Oh, that was great. That was the good shit. Um, and it's a hoot and that crowd will be heavy, heavy Pittsburgh. The schedule this year is not really helpful for the chargers in terms of the opponents. You could argue every opponent will go in there and make mincemeat of them. No, that's not true. That's not, it's not there this year though. We're running into like a lot of the heavy weights that do that the home Dallas game, a home Pittsburgh game. Now you could like people can make fun of the chargers for that, but how do I put this? Like, who's a really great fan base? If Dallas and Pittsburgh go into their stadiums, there's a huge road showcase fans. So obviously when they go to a place like LA, it's big. Uh, we have the Giants in a couple of weeks as well at home. So yeah, just a lot of national brand teams and the Vikings. I've been to a Viking game. I mentioned it last week. I knew they'd show up. They always do. Uh, great little Midwest fan base that's everywhere. They are everywhere, it seems. So shout out to them. It's probably way too deep into the show for you to think that I'd address this, but COVID situation. Chargers finally getting healthy on the D end, on the on the back end. Vato, Michael Davis returning to practice. Clutch, Adderley expecting him to return. Clutch, but now COVID sort of hits the D line. And Jerry Tillery is the one who has it and is the reason other people are close contacts. Not happy about it. Pittsburgh's got their own laundry list of injuries, though, so I feel like I can't complain. Watt and Fitzpatrick and Claypool. Um, it just looks, yeah, some real big names on their injury reports that sound like their game-time decisions. Obviously, the quarterback situation there this week so obviously <coughs> you know the injury report isn't fun for either team Linvel Joseph you know took yesterday off I hope that's just like a rest shoulder precautionary thing but yeah deep injury reports I'm I'm still of the I I'm being led to believe that I'm allowed to be quite hopeful Joey Bosa is going to play it's a close contact situation and he's still in the window of being allowed to play and he's got to pop off a couple negatives in the row. And I believe to my understanding is we've already secured a negative test from Joey since we've been put into close contact quarantine. So by all accounts, there's a good probability. Don't want to say high probability, but a good probability we can get clearance on Joey to play. And that would be just absolutely essential. 
to say this. We're, we're now at the point where it's essentially a must win game, at least as far as I'm concerned, a must win game. Um, yeah. AFC's insane. AFC's insane. We've got 12 teams. Who's not in it? Houston, the Jets, and Miami. Houston, the Jets, and Miami. Buffalo, New England. Yeah, crazy. Absolutely freaking wild. Oh, Jacksonville. Houston, the Jets, Miami, Jacksonville. Absolutely wild. Absolutely. That's insane. And I saw Levitan's message that he's being harassed by Dolphin fans. Been there before, buddy. Been there before. And I come in peace. I'm encouraged to see Tua playing with confidence. If you've been watching all my content in the last little bit, you know that last year was sort of, I don't know, man. I just took it to a place that I knew I probably couldn't extend long term. But in the moment of the fight where there were still unknowns, and there still are unknowns with both quarterbacks. Herbert has had a bad month. Tua's had a nice couple confidence-building games. Very nice. Tua threw the ball versus Baltimore. Herbert didn't. Like, I, I'm not self, I'm self-aware enough to, to see that. Now, I don't think there's really a debate there. I don't think anyone on, on earth with eyes would take Tua over Herbert at this point. But what I do want to say is, and this only comes anecdotally, and I'll acknowledge off the top, off the top, this must be acknowledged. My mind is literally all, all for Super Bowls. So this argument I'm about to have in many ways, it's quite meaningless because about 88% of us who are fans of teams, we're all tied with no Super Bowls in, in, in a very, very long, long time. Very, very long time. But, you know, teams have had, had moments. So that's what this is kind of about. I would say since the internet became like mandatory, since the 24-7 news cycle became a thing, the Miami Dolphins have probably been the worst team in the NFL. And that leads to an internet age, a fan who's very tortured and beaten down. Now, I have to acknowledge the Dolphin fans in my life that I reference, that I know very well, that are part of the reason I have a shtick anti-Dolphin, they're all, like, just jaded at this point. They never, like, they're never, um, they don't disagree with a lot of the negativity, and they have no energy to to argue, and people aren't even on Twitter, which I guess is is helpful, and they were clearly very optimistic that this could be a growth year. Um, not even so much as record. They could have won 10 games again this year and been a better football team technically, right? Um, but everything has gone backwards for them. And I was thinking about it. Since the internet 24-7 news cycle became a thing, like you have one of these smartphones and you're just nonstop connected. Because even in the early 2000s, you know, the internet was a thing and you had to have it. You couldn't do school without it it was incredibly prevalent but it wasn't a 24 7 news cycle we had our msn messengers and our um, myspace sort of i i think like once we got out of that it you know it became really like 24 7 debate 
And I know the Dolphins probably been the worst team in the league in that period. And like a Matt Moore playoff game as a wild card, hopeless, like a hopeless. Chad Pennington running a wildcat in the year Brady got hurt. I don't know. They they don't. So I just see that maybe as they're just tort. Now I teach here for a team that's bad. They've never won anything, but every couple years with rivers and the team's always had star power. And, you know, I'm going to go to Canton a bit. Like I went to Canton for Ladanian. I went to Canton. I'm going to go to Canton for Antonio. I expect one day to go to Canton for Phillip. Like I'm not saying for his ballot, but I do just, we could have that debate, but it's sort of just with what the hall of fame's become. That's not almost my opinion. Cause we're up to me. The hall of fame's would literally be like the top 3% to ever play ever, ever, ever. But once they sort of turn it into a hall of like very good, which they have, then Phillip's getting in. And I don't care what you say. That's just going to happen. And I didn't say for his ballot, but he's going to get in. So my point being, it's like, uh, there are moments. And, and the Lions, like, I'm just trying to think of other shit franchises. The Lions, you know, they'd Stafford and Calvin's, Calvin and Randy Moss, greatest wide receivers they ever saw. And there were years where you were really excited and, and they let down. All these teams let down. Like, I'm not debating the letdown factor of all us loser franchises. You know, and, and well... Up until a point, I guess it would have been the Bills, but now the Bills are such a great ceiling. And will they let down their fans? Probably. I like the Bills and I like their fans. I, I kind of hope not. Well, as a, a fellow AFC team, I would like to be the team to not be let down at some point. I don't think the Chargers and Bills are on the same wavelength at the moment in terms of expectation or need to make it happen as they are about to pay Allen, like the money kicks in and sacrifices will have to be made out elsewhere but there's good a super bowl like i like them to win the afc as much as anybody at the moment of talking i i you know the browns guess i guess i guess but yeah i don't i don't know it's a tortured fan base tortured and like they see their ways out of the hell that they've been in. Like we're so close, like zigging when they just should have zagged being right in front of them, be it the breeze stuff, um, which is right about the time I'm speaking of the timeline as I'm like dating myself, um, the breeze stuff. And, and even, you know, something as Matt Ryan, I know Jake Long, nice player, but maybe Matt Ryan could have, I don't know. Matt Ryan won an MVP, so yeah. They are the worst team, I think, since the internet became mainstream. Like the sports cycle became 24-7. So they have just a group of internet-savvy fans who are so tortured. That being said, this is anecdotal because I have my own experience and now someone who's far more reasonable in the head and responsible on the internet than I am is citing the same experiences and Adam and Adam Levitan. Strictly anecdotal, strictly anecdotal. And I'm not even here to debate all fan bases have their element, have their element, a bad one. Uh, yeah, that's not to be debated.
That's not to be debated. And the Dolphin fans, I know they're 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 normal. They're not like the ones on the internet. So, like the human element, the in real life dolphin fan element of it is just a bunch of j. My friends are just jaded guys. They don't have the energy. They wouldn't have the energy to argue with anybody. All they have the energy to pretty much do is tell Tim what he believes isn't real. Like no one was saying we're going to the Super Bowl. We just thought we could build off last year. And why would that be unreasonable? You know, Tim thinks his teams can go from three wins to 13. Why can't Dolphin fans think they can keep a 10-win team a 10-win team? So, like, that's the the real-life anecdotal Dolphin fan evidence I have. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And I think I've been quite positive in the last little bit, and I'm – it's nice to see Tua playing with confidence and and hopefully he can be protected and play really well. They have games, a soft schedule. Like, they, he's got a chance now. He's got a chance to come home hard and put it on film, even though, as I've made my case, that he should never play for them again. He should de- should have demanded a trade. I know that's more of like a bit, but, but that's a probe to a bit and that he's been so disrespected by that organization in many ways. Um, yeah. I didn't mean to turn this into Dolphins radio. I'm sick. At least I can admit I'm I'm in I'm not. At least I can admit like I'm missing something. Tim thinks he's got it all. Therefore, by default, he is more insane than I. It's as simple as that. My ability to be self-aware makes me less insane than him. That's really the the opening and closing argument of all of it. Not to mention, not to mention the place where I'm more insane than Tim, the literal genesis, the origin story of that argument. Do you know where that started? That started week three or four last year when I made the case for Herbert rookie of the year. That's where Tim and, and, and and a parade of, even got pat on board like as a joking matter or maybe real that that's the origin story of you guys making that case or anyone making that case the irony in that the irony in the origin story coming from me getting excited about about a great betting opportunity at herbert for herbert to win rookie of the year that made that according to them made me more insane than tim does that helmet say Justin Herbert, 2020 first round sixth pick, 2020 NFL rookie of the year, rookie record 31 TDs. That that's what I am more insane about Tim because I vouched for that before it happened, and it happened. I didn't even know that was going to happen. Just said it's a good bet. We'll get to that awards night. It'll be like pickums. No, it was not. Uh, let's get back to that, though, Justin. I need you. We need you. We need you right now. This team is in a hurt. You had that early funk, that mid-funk last year. We came out of it like a banger. We came out of it like a banger. Well, let's 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 start the bang and finish a few weeks earlier than people uh, think. Important November football in prime time. 
versus a preeminent franchise. Let's go. Must win. I need it. I need it. Bad. Feinbold, out.